Welcome into another edition of Prom Sports World and happy Friday from everyone here at Prom Sports World as you get ready to kick off your weekend. I'm David Huffman right there as my co-host, Mr. TJ Hopkins. And on today's episode of the Prime, we're going to talk about the NFL's running back problem. Uh, please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Um, TJ, the NFL for sure has a running back problem. Uh, we're going to get into it. Um, deep dive into it. Uh, just real quick, uh, just a brief over, overview before we get into some nitty gritty. Mm-hmm. It's it's the it's the crazy way they found a way to devalue the position as a whole. Like instead of paying them, instead of paying the guys, that guy, it's just like oh, I'll just draft a guy that's and we'll talk about that here in a minute uh so let's get into some quick numbers real quick um real quick numbers uh based on the numbers average salary by position uh you can take a look there at the numbers there quarterback 31 million wide receiver 19 million wide receiver two six million left tackle 16 million right tackle six million edge 14 million the edge two uh which is your edge on the other side over the side on the uh, right tackle uh 10 million defensive tackle 14 million your second defensive tackle 7 million cornerback one 13 million cornerback two 5 million your nickel corner 4 million inside linebacker 30 uh inside linebacker two 3 million free safety nine strong safety four tight end eight million right guard seven center seven million and then left guard four and then the running back sits there at four million or six million seven million dollars with the only long running backs under long-term money at this moment uh those are all numbers actually from last year uh chris mccaffrey elvin kamara uh derrick henry nick chubb who just restructured some of his deal joe mixon who just restructured some of the deals and uh aaron jones of the green bay packers um yeah that's that's crazy uh let's talk about highest paid player by position uh this is the highest paid player at their position 
quarterback making 52.2 million running back 17.2 wide receiver 26.7 million tight end 17 million offensive lineman 23.5 million they grouped all of these offensive linemen together this is coming from espn.com uh quarterback 27.5 7 million edge 30.5 million tj watt making a whole bunch of money defensive tackle 31.6 inside linebacker 20 million do you know the linebacker making that linebacker making 20 million yeah Who's the highest paid linebacker in football right now? Inside linebacker, that is. No clue. It's Roquan Smith. Uh, safety, 19.6. Kicker, 6.2 million. Uh, long snapper, 1.6 million. And 3.9 million for your punters of the world. As we look at the running back being the most disrespected position in the league. Uh, there's some numbers right there. And then the running back problem. Uh, players not reserving long-term deals. If they do receive long-term deals, they are usually cut before that deal is completed. There are obvious exceptions to both the last two points that I was talking about. So let's talk about a little bit about these numbers. Anything jump out you jump out at you as like as I was rattling off any of these numbers as you look at these numbers on the screen right now? Yeah, the fact that the running back is getting paid the same as your second uh, defensive tackle, your starting center, and your starting right guard is like it's it's terrible i mean this is the this this the issue i have with football right you say it's the ultimate team sport right it's the ultimate team sport now i alluded to this a little bit yesterday it's the ultimate team sport but yet only one position is whole is heralded above and beyond the rest of them but it's the ultimate team sport Right, like it's if the if the team loses, this one position gets all the credit. I mean, it gets all the blame. But if the team wins, this one position gets all the credit. Like I've seen games where the page, like like just to the emphasis, like the, that Patriots Colts game, right? The uh, the, the one that the game that started the Flake Gate, right? Yep. The the Patriots as a team ran for damn near. 300 yards like they ran the air out of the ball literally outside of the flake game they're talking about tom brady doing this dude did he did this he did that and it's like dude the running game scored 28 points that game they scored like they scored four touchdowns on the ground but they're talking about how great tom brady was that game like that's the problem i have and now you got which and and now you we're at this point where it's you got the the key guys, the key running backs in the game. Derrick Henry went as far as as to say, take get rid of the position if you feel that little about it. I I I've made this argument on a podcast recently that I think the player the uh, the players that are able to make the transition to wide receiver because not every running back is going to make that like young running backs. I'm not talking about the running backs in the league today. I'm talking about players that are like young. Young running, young running backs are thinking about are good enough to play in the National Football League. A lot of them, if they're able to have the skill set, they are going to play wide receiver. They will not play wide receiver, or they will not play running back. They're obviously not. But they should have to, to do that. that. I'm just telling you, this is exactly what's going to happen. You're going to see running backs who would have people players, young college players or young high school players who could have played running back and probably should have played running back will play wide receiver if they have that skill set in order to 
because of the longevity of the career when a wide receiver between wide receiver and running back, it's like night and day. Like it's literally not even close to being a debate. Um, the death, the position, like not everyone's going to be able to make that transition. Like Derrick Henry's probably not playing wide receiver. Like he's a running no. back. Like there, but there are guys that like are fringe running back wide receiver. They can play both positions and you, the money, long-term money is in the run, wide receiver position because the way the NFL is played, like the beat wear and tear on the running back NFL teams just don't see it worthwhile to continue to pay running backs as they get banged up a lot. And what they'd rather do is, especially if you play well at the running back position, you probably get franchise tagged. And then during that franchise peg, you'll probably, they will probably draft another running back to be your placement. And that guy will go through the same system. He'll play some of the, I mean, there's some exceptions, obviously the Chris McCaffrey's of the world, Derek Henry's of the world. Um, the NFL has decided that they're just not going to pay running backs. It's, the the value at other positions is higher than it is a running back, and that's a terrible logic. It, it maybe maybe, but I mean, if you're an if, but if, I mean, there's obviously outliers here. Um, I mean, Jonathan Taylor's still waiting for his new contract. He's sort of hanging, holding out. Um, Saquon Barkley was holding out until he eventually caved. I guess is what the word I want to kind of say here, um, with some late exec like with some incentive late deal. Uh, Josh Jacobs probably won't play this season. Uh, he's trying to play. In the, they're trying to have him play in the franchise tag. It's not ideal, but unfortunately this is kind of the nature of the NFL. Now what, what's best for, the, they just want to do what's best for the franchise and paying a running back who wear the wear and tear on their body as they play this sport. Doesn't always make a lot of sense. Why does it sound like you're justifying how they're doing the running backs though? Uh, I I'm, I'm playing on both, on both sides. I could see why. I could see on the other. That. I could see. A, I could see on the franchise side why they would want to pay running backs. I can see it, but the problem is that like running backs account for a big part of this a part of the NFL. I mean, without running backs, I mean, what are you going to do without without running backs? Like you're just going to run your quarterback forever, like beat them into the ground. And that's kind of that, that's kind of Derek Henry's point. Like if yeah. if if you feel the need to like if you put us through all that wear and tear just to be like all right, we're done. We're done with you. We're just going to get somebody else. Then why have the position? Why have the position to begin with? Right, like, like that's the part that makes no sense. And Saquon Barkley held, like he joined that all running back, what you call it, Zoom call or whatever the hell it was. He he was talking all that ish about like the Giants and saying all this other stuff just to be like, oh, I had an epiphany. And the epiphany led him to sign a one-year deal worth 11 million dollars wow bruh what an epiphany like no like start in order for these guys to be started taking seriously that some of them gonna have to like back they back that talk up like hey hold out i understand that you got kids and you got stuff to pay and all that other stuff that's why you one that's why you be smart with I your think, money uh, but I, th- I think it's crazy that like this is the position that even has to have this conversation like like if you're a, a valuable running back in the NFL, like you deserve to get what you deserve. Like if you're a Saquon Barkley of the world, where you're the whole focal point of an offense. Like if I'm Saquon Barkley, I'm legit proving the point. Like you decided to pay Daniel Jones over paying me, and you think Daniel Jones, you think Daniel Jones is the engine that make this thing go? All right, let's see how Daniel Jones do without me. Let's see how the team does without me. You pay again. Fifteen touchdown passes got Daniel Jones forty million dollars, 
right? 15 touchdown passes. Got that, like, yeah. Let's see, let's see what the Giants do without Saquon Barkley toting the ball 20 times a game. Let's just see what happens. Like, like that's what they should. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy that the, I'm happy that Josh Jacobs is sticking to his guns. Like, hey, no, I'm worth more than what this tag is. I'm worth more than that. It means yeah, it's worth ten million dollars. As I mentioned, yeah, there's only like a handful of running backs that are even on long-term deals as at the time of this taping. Like, I'm like the position becomes so devalued is because NFL teams can just they feel like they can just get a guy and just do like three fourths of what that other guy did and save themselves a bunch of money. But like the running, like it, it's tough. It's tough to even like, cause running that's like, I'm not sure what the, what the solution is here even. I know. So when the next CBA that they have, right. They like the, it's legit conversation. Hey, the back to back tag that gotta go. Because like you just said, like like you could tag a you could tag a running back one or you could tag a player one year. They go. Well, you, could tag a, you could tag a running back up to three or a different any position up to three times. That's what um, I'm saying. Like the, I'm, the I'm money, saying, oh, it's money. more so used. It's more so used on running backs than any other position. It's true. All right. So you go you go into those negotiations. You're like hey, back to back tags. We got it like that. That's going. You can only tag me one time. Either tag me once, and after that initial tag, either pay me. Or let me go to some place that will. Right? Like the fact that they allowed the back to back tag after the, the Le'Veon Bell fiasco is ridiculous. Like you was not finna tag me and then give me five hundred carries or five hundred touches, tag me again, do it again, and then be like, All right, well, you're you're beat up, you're battered, we can't do nothing for you. I mean, this is the other thing. So like uh, free agent running backs right now, as we're talking about it, this right now, Kareem Hunt, right, didn't get resigned by the Cleveland Browns, hasn't been resigned. Ezekiel Elliott, Leonard Fournette, and Delvin Cook. Uh, Delvin Cook is sort of an outlier in this conversation because of the legal stuff he's dealing with right now. Um, but they're both, all three of those guys are 27, 28 years old, right? You know who else is 27, 28 years old? I'm McCaffrey, like 27. Miles My, Garrett, Debo Samuel, and Buda Baker. Do you think that the teams with uh, that have those players under contract are thinking about moving off of those players? Hell no, hell no. They're, of course they're not. They're, they're they're prime. Like all of a sudden, you're you're damaged goods at 27 because you played, you took a, you had a bunch of carries as a running back, and now at 27 years old, you can't find a job. That's tough. And I got... and, and 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 Debo Samuel, like when they re, when they restructured, like when they. <laughs> Have to re up him, like no, he like no, pay, like pay me like a wide receiver. But they, but they play him in the backfield. They they line him up as a running back. They do all this <laughs> like Debo Samuel takes a beating. <clears throat> Excuse me, Debo Samuel takes a beating during the, over the course of the season with the way they get the ball in his hands. Miles Garrett takes a beating. Seeing two, three, four bodies at a time sometimes. Yeah, I, I, offensive I, linemen take a beating. I mean, defensive tackles take a beating. I mean, anybody that plays on the offensive line, even wide receivers, depending, like, but, yeah, I, 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 the, the reason the position has gotten de- so devalued is because the NFL teams have decided that they can just draft a guy who could do three-fourths of what you can do and not have to pay you as much. And that's that's ultimately how they, i mean it's the same conversation that the center in the nba we have that same conversation i mean there are there are those there are those handful of centers that do 
are so elite you have basically have to pay them but like every other team has decided hey if we can like get a center who's just gonna rim roll and like we can pay him nickels to dimes and like like and not have to worry and not have to pay a center um that's exactly what's happening in the nba only this is the running back position is exactly the same conversation um because you could just get somebody fresh and you could just beat him into the ground and not have to worry about paying him um I'm not sure what can be done to fix this problem. If you, I mean, the only thing I can really even think of is that if running backs take an absolute stand and they all kind of unite together and they, they're like, hey, we're, none of us are going to play if you don't, if this conversation doesn't go somewhere right. productive at the running back. And the, fact, and the fact they're like, oh, we'll just get somebody cheaper. And it's like, yeah, cheaper don't mean better. Like why? Like why would you? Why would you subject yourself to somebody like? Oh, they they can do three fourths of what? You, like that's not that's not the point. So like you rather sell you you'd rather settle for less than pay for the guy that you know is a proven commodity. Yeah, I, I think NFL NFL teams would rather take that dice roll. I mean, we're not, we're not even seeing we're not just seeing this in, when it talked about paying running backs. We're talking about even drafting them in the first place. Like, I know I know we had a couple running backs or one running back had taken in this year's draft. But like, how many years have we gone where there's just like no running backs being taken in the first round? Two in this year's draft, but the I think we went a couple seasons in a row with no running back. And I've I've been a long advocate that I wouldn't take a running back in the first round if I was an NFL GM. Um, I, I think it's a a bigger problem that then it's just going to be like, oh hey, like. There's not a magic wand to make this to fix this problem. Like NFL teams are gonna do what NFL teams want to do, unfortunately. No, it's. I mean, it's it's like you said it. Like they gotta take a stand. Like like they gotta come together as a collective. But we already know they're not gonna do that, because like like, one I mean, they scared. We're talking about families. We're talking about you know, yeah. paying your bills. I mean, we're not. You know, I just don't think that's gonna happen. They're not gonna do it, but at the same time, why? Like, if if you're not gonna do anything to fix the problem on your end, then stop complaining about it. Stop complaining about how you're getting unjustly done, and you're not like we should be. Like, if you're not gonna, as a collective, if you're not gonna come together and tell these teams like, hey, either treat us, either treat us, value us correctly. Value was quick. Oh, we ain't gonna play. They're not gonna do it. Like they, they, they're not gonna do it. Like they can, they gonna do exactly what Saquon Barkley did. They gonna talk the talk. They gonna talk. They gonna go to whoever gonna listen. Then all of a sudden, at the midnight hour, they gonna have a quote unquote epiphany and sign some BS deal. Because I, I, I think it, we're also, I mean, like we're talking about people like having to make money to stay alive, right? Like, I mean, like. You can't like not everybody can, is, can afford to take a stand and be like, oh, I'm not playing to play this season. Like depending on how you've managed your money and how you've used your money, I mean, sometimes it's you literally can't. Like if somebody's going to offer you a contract, you kind of have to take it. Um, I'm not saying that's necessarily the case here with Saquon Barkley. I don't know his financial situation. I'm not going to pretend to pretend to know. Um, but like, I mean, it's it's easy to say like, hey, you should all just take a stand, right? We should all we all like, hey, if all running backs want fair treatment, you all gotta take a stand. It's easy to say that and like put that into into like into like into conversation, but it's much more difficult to actually have players do that. Is like it's, well, it's tra- it's all trash to me. Like it it, it really is. Like 
it's two like it's two things I wouldn't want to be in today's in today's uh, football. I wouldn't want to be a defender because of the rules that's made to look make offenses just that much better. And I wouldn't and I couldn't be a running back because we're literally talking about why it sucks to be a running back right now. And it's like, I, I I legit remember when Chicago made the decision to move off of Matt Forte to go to Jeremy Langford and look how that worked out for the Bears. Jeremy I mean, Langford I mean, but Matt Forte wasn't exactly great in New York either. I mean I mean, we can make the same conversation for Thomas Jones. Uh, when we finally moved up for Thomas Jones, for Cedric Benson. I mean, there's been multiple running back. I mean, he's all kind of the, the opposite of that case. But, like, like not everybody's going to be – not every running back is going to be Frank Gore, like, playing forever. Like, but all Frank Gore also played in a completely different era where running backs were more valued then. Like, you were willing to play a running back into their 30s. But like that's but that's also not the point I'm getting at. Like they like two instances like where the Bears thought they had the next guy younger, cheaper, whatever, and they moved off of two guys, like two studs. Two studs. Thomas Jones over ten thousand rushing yards. Matt Forte came up just a little short on the ten K market. And the guy that both, they chose both, to be both borderline Hall of Famers. And they both chose to go elsewhere. And Thomas Jones, like you take that back. What you said about Thomas Jones in New York, he was great in New York. He had no, 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 no. a. Uh, no, no, no. I was talking about Van Forte in New York. Uh, Thomas Jones was excellent in New York. He was a thousand yard running back. He was on my fantasy team that when I won the t- my first ship. So I, I, I was not talking about Thomas Jones. I love <laughs> Like you go from. But like you can like you can see the like you can see the damage was done for Matt Forte. He had. Basically, twenty four hundred attempts in his career, and if you take out the you take out the years in New York, three sixteen, two fifty eight, two thirty seven, two hundred three, two forty eight, two eighty nine. That doesn't does that even include his, his catches out of the backfield as a, as a wide receiver? No, no, that's just that's just him. That's just handoffs. Yeah. Like him, him I mean, taking Man, had over four hundred touches every single season. Like it's ridiculous, and then but the guy that you chose to go to be the heir apparent after those two didn't work. Didn't work. Like Jeremy Langford was out of the league in two years. It's trash. But like that's what happens when you. That's what happens when you play a cheap. I, I. That's that's legit. What happens when you decide to be cheap? Like every every running back ain't gonna be every late round draft pick that you get ain't gonna be Isaiah Pacheco who is who just lucked up to be in the Chiefs system. Yeah. Right? So like like folks look at that and be like, Well, look at the Chiefs. They got Isaiah Pacheco in the seventh round. Yeah, what other team has Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey? Well I think the the, the real argument there is like players that like late late round running backs have been drafted and been productive like almost right away like james robinson last season i think james robinson was an undrafted rookie uh two years ago um and he got basically into the ground uh, he's he's a free agent he hasn't even, even been signed or uh no 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 he's in new york i think as a member of the giants, the giants. as a backup like that that's i don't know it is you get chastised for drafting the running back in the first round which makes no sense to me. It's like, oh, you could have got this guy in the second round. You don't know that. That's my big gripe. 
like and you you say I, i'm a big proponent of not drafting the running i've been a big proponent of not drafting the running back in the first round why that there's no guarantee I I just personally feel that the value at other positions is higher than taking a running back. So so time. back in go back go back to 2015 the 2015 draft, the Cowboys drafted Zeke fourth overall. There you mean to tell me he was going to be there later in the later in the first or in the no, second but round? I oh. mean no, but I I think you you have to be uncomfortable with missing out on a guy. Like I, I just the long the career longevity of taking a running back in the first round is. Is not as long as taking a, a, any literally any other position in the first round, like back. So, so talking about the draft. So in 1981, 1985, running backs used to go in the first round. Let's see, let's do 86 to 90. Uh, 55 percent of the time, running backs were drafted in the very first round. What do you think that number is now? So the amount. But, so about the, of the number of running backs taken in an NFL draft in 86 to 90. 55% of the whole running back class in a, in a given draft class was taken in the very first round. 55%. How much do you, what do you think that number is now? 20. 26%. Mm. Actually, the number is kind of flip-flopped a little bit. So in 86-90, 55% of the whole running back class was taken in the first round. And then rounds two and four, 25% of that class was taken. In 2016 to 2022, 26% were taken in the first round, 51% taken in round two through four, uh, which also means less the one less guaranteed guaranteed year on the contract. It also includes way less money uh, as opposed to being a fourth-round pick, as opposed to being a first-round pick. Um, yeah, we're seeing a definite shift uh, when it comes to how running backs are even drafted. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson uh, was taken in the fourth round. He's going to be a starting running back next year. Um, uh, he's going to be making $750,000. Najee Harris, who was a first-round pick in 2021, he's making $3.3 million this season. So who's another guy that's – I doubt the Steelers do him ball this stuff because they just don't steam – they just don't steam the type, especially, like, with, with what they subject them to. And we have, we have guys like Austin Eckler who's looking, looking for another – He's looking for a, a new deal. Yeah. And I think the other thing that's also happened in the NFL – is that quarterbacks have become more involved in the running game than more now than ever before, um, and so they're eating into some of that running back value because you can have a quarterback that can run now, more so than you did you know ten years ago even. But you even ain't, fin- but like you said earlier, you ain't just finna run your quarterback into the ground like that. So like, I wish they would. I wish they would use that logic with the running back. So it's like. Well, we wouldn't run our QB into the ground like this. Why should we? Why should Zeke be considered damaged goods after the Cowboys basically, at their doing, ran him into the ground and continued to run him into the ground when the offensive line wasn't as good as it was when he first got the Dallas? And then, I mean, they literally made him the, the, like that center that last play he ever played. Like it's it's off. It's it's tough. Like that. Um, thing, like that's the lasting thing. image for people in their mind uh, when it comes to Zeke Elliott. Another thing that's sort of happened that leading to the, the erosion of the value of the running back. So the lead back model of the running back position has kind of ch- shifted away. Like there aren't that many running backs in the NFL are like explicitly the guy like Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb. Can you, I'm not sure I can name another. That's explicitly the guy. Like almost every other running back in the NFL is in some sort of timeshare 
which degrade erodes their own value when it comes to contract. Saquon Barkley gets another one. Josh Jacobs as well. Uh, I can't even remember who their backups are, but McCaffrey, like no, they pay McCaffrey to be the guy. Like he, I, I guarantee they yeah, don't want. But I mean, I but they the don't team, want to do. But the, team, but the team that traded him away doesn't even have that contract anymore. He was traded away to San Francisco, and they paid him. Yeah, they did, and they paid him. Like that's they like San, yeah. Carolina. Carolina did what any terrible team should do with good players. Like, hey, we ain't going nowhere. We ain't. We are not going to continue to subject you to being what you are here go play go some like we're finding you somewhere where you can win and truly be great right like that like that's what it is like speaking of what you call it receive like people uh, receivers running backs changing their position you look at a dude like cordero patterson he did the opposite yeah he went from he went from run, receiver to running back ty montgomery did the same thing Went from receiver to running back. But I think that was more about the fact that in order to extend there, because he wasn't going to be a full-time wide receiver, like in order for him to extend even whatever was left of his playing career, like they needed to make a change. Like they, they couldn't handle it. They couldn't they couldn't make it as a wide receiver fully at full time. Um, so let's talk about let's, – so let's I, I don't think that's true, but go ahead. Let's talk about like can anything be done to fix the problem? As we kind of talked about a little bit, I don't I don't think anything can really be done until wide running backs are willing to all in the collectively are willing to take a stand. I just don't think that's going to be the case. I'm not sure what can be done to fix this. No, I said what the, I I basically said it like they gotta they gotta come together as a whole like running backs as a collective, not just the heavy hitters, like not just the head honchos, not just Derrick Henry. Eckler, what and like the guys from the Zoom call, like no, like running backs as a whole, from the first round draft picks to the undrafted guys, they gotta come together and be like, if if you feel this way about us, if you think that our value was that little to the point where you can pay the average median pay for NFL running backs is seven million dollars, the same as centers, the same as whatever. Like we only make we only like make hard. right the right like we only make <laughs> like we only make what two million more than DB two and one million more than wide receiver two. Like the the asking price that running backs like what they're asking for isn't egregious. No, like, I mean they they all they just want to be compensated fairly. I mean, fairly. We're talking to, I mean, I mean we're talking like fourteen million dollars over four seasons. Like that's not even a good just like. But I think also the salary cap, the CBA is kind of limited. What NFL player, what NFL team, because of how much quarterbacks are getting paid now. Like NFL teams have decided, like we're going to pay our quarterback, and we're, we're just going to figure everything else later. Um, and that's also. 50- and that fifty-two mil that you show for the quarterback, because that's getting ready to change again. Yeah, I mean Joe Burrow, whatever Joe Burrow signs, uh, whatever he signs, it's going to go <laughs> higher as well. Uh, I also think the other problem with running backs is like they haven't. They're not. They're, it's no longer the fact that like you have a star running back and he's like the center corner piece of a a team, right? Like that that kind of model of roster construction has kind of gone out the window. Like take Chris McCaffrey, right? He's probably arguably the best running back in football, right? 
during his tenure in Carolina, that team wasn't remotely good. Um, he had zero success during his tenure in Carolina um, while he was arguably the best running back in football. But you put him in San Francisco in a good offense with the border. All of a sudden, he becomes an unstoppable force based like, on the fact that the offense that he went to. Like, it's also like stability, bro. Like, it's. It's no turnover at the coaching spot. Like I, I can't yeah, tell you how yeah. many coaches he went through in Carolina, but he goes to Car- he goes to San Francisco where Shanahan has been the consistent, the consistent guy. Like we, you know what to expect out of a out of a uh, Kyle Shanahan ran team. And yeah, to your point, like now it's like oh, he's like quote unquote rejuvenated a bit, right? And then I, that's kind of why I'm anxious to see what happens in Detroit this year. Like, you drafted a Jameer Gibbs, but you also went out and signed a David Montgomery. So I'm interested. I'm interested interested in seeing like how that dynamic goes and how that plays out. But like I said, like they got to come together as a collective because you got guys like a Jameer Gibbs, like a Bijan Robinson. Like a um, like a Roshan Johnson here in Chicago, like three forty years from now, y'all gonna be in the same boat. Yep. And I don't expect those. I don't expect those guys to change their position just to be like just to stay in the NFL. I'm not. I'm, I don't. I don't see that happening. I I, I never. I never. I never said that like players that are like playing running back now or like drafted as a running back. I'm talking about kids that are young. I'm talking about kids that are like in middle school and high school. Like I, I think that like you will see way more wide receivers prospects and just running wide receivers at the college and high school level than ever before. And I think you will see less and less running backs as as it continues to as as time continues to go on. Uh, we're talking about the conversation. Where does the conversation eventually go? I don't, I don't know. Uh, I think that teams are going to continue to build the way that they want to build. Um, I just I think they're going to continue to do what they're doing. Um, another example, uh, in 2018, Todd Gurley became the most ex- highest paid running back in football. He was supposed to be under contract until 2023. Do you know how long he was under their contract for that under on that contract for the Rams in 2018? You know how one how many seasons he played under that four year 57 million dollar with 45 of that million dollar guaranteed. Um, made him the highest paid running back in the NFL at that point. Well, one year, one year, uh, and they only played one more season with the Falcons in 2020. And that's the that's also the issue I have with other like people on the outside looking in. They like oh, running backs aren't getting paid. Well, blame Todd Gurley, blame Ezekiel Elliott. Blame, I'm like, what does that like blame? I mean, what, how how do you point are you pointing finger at a guy who got paid for what they were worth? Like that's like, ridiculous. Like, <laughs> you, you, right? Like you blaming you're blaming the running back for like for a hey, what they supposed to say? Like, hey man, I'm this age. By the time I sign this contract, I'm gonna be this age. I'm gonna have this this amount of carries on me. So guess what? I'm gonna help y'all out and not sign that deal. Like no you idiots, they go they go sign that contract every time. Like y'all, like that's what makes no sense to me. It's like oh, blame this guy, blame that guy, blame this team for doing that. Like no, like I will not. I'm not blaming the Cowboys for taking care of Zeke Elliott when they did. I'm not doing that. 
I am blaming the Cowboys for not ensuring that Zeke Elliott continued to give them that same level of production as he got older. Because I mean, when when that I mean, offensive father, father, father time is undefeated and the offensive line there got eroded, I mean, it's not really all like you're not comparing apples and oranges there. Like when when that offensive line started to decline and get down, like when Doug Free when Doug Free decided to retire, and what's uh, I can't think of his name uh, the left tackle they got, uh, Tyron Smith, Tyron Smith. He's, so, he's still there, but he's I know he's still there, but like he like the the amount of injuries he's had over the last three years is yeah, concerning. Tough. I mean they 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 dusted off Jason Peters for a reason a couple of years for ago. yeah. And Jason Peters is forty. Yeah. Right. So, so like when 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 you started to notice that Zeke was start a hey, like hey his yards per game his yards per season is dropping but we keep giving him the ball two hundred fifty times a season but his yards is going down don't you maybe don't you start to think like hey maybe it's the guys up front that's you know, not contributing because he went from 116 or whatever to one something to 90 something to 80 something down to 60 something. Like now he's out of the league and looking for a job. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm not sure where this conversation eventually goes. I'm not sure anything ever changes. Uh, I think NFL TMs and the way they want to build the roster, I think continue to do it this way. I, I just, I don't think there's going to be, unless they're like a real stand, like unless a real shift, I just don't think there's going to be a resolution that running backs are going to enjoy. Like, I think they're going to continue doing the same, like they're going to they're going to draft a running back somewhere in, in the draft. They're going to have them on their roster for four seasons, and then when those four seasons are up, if they're productive, they'll get franchise tagged, and they'll draft whoever is going to be their quote-unquote replacement during that offseason, and they'll continue the cycle over and over again. And that would be the, I think that's just the future of the position. And I think as we start to continue to happen, we're going to see more and more young kids who could have played running back in high school and college play wide receiver or really anything else. And it's sad um, because running back used to be one of the most important is. positions in the NFL. And it still is. It still is. I mean, I'm talking about a guy who's going to get three other touches for your team you don't want to pay. I don't get it. Like, like not only that, but like you, you ask him to catch up. Like to be a running back in today's NFL, like you gotta run for a thousand. Like you gotta be able to run for like anywhere from. I know this is a wide margin from, a, but that's kind of the the marker that's been set thanks to Derrick Henry. Like you gotta be run from. You gotta be able to run from anywhere from a thousand to two thousand yards, on top of catching, five to eight hundred yards out of the backfield. Like. That's what you got. That's what you got to do to be a running back in today's NFL, and you got a pass block, and you got a chip block. So yeah, I'm with you. I don't know what's gonna happen, but I we'll don't see, see a happy uh, future. I, I don't see a happy future. Uh, but yeah, thank you very much, for you guys, out here. Uh, let us know down in the comments section what you end up thinking happens with the running back uh, position here in the NFL uh, as the NFL tries to navigate their NFL their running back problem. Um, I don't see a resolution that is satisfactory to at least most running backs in the NFL over the next handful of seasons. Unless there's a major rhetoric change, um, but that's just me. Uh, but thank you very much for joining us. Uh, my name is David Hoppin. Right there is my co-host, TJ Hopkins. And TJ, 
Please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast as well. And TJ, what do we do here at the prom, my friend? We bring the heat, and it's about to start storming. It's coming. Round yeah, two. The storm's coming here, too, as well. Um, so, quick story. Um, yeah. So I, I went sw- I went to swim in the, my, my apartment complex pool yesterday, and when I got home, I threw like all my swim trunks and my towel and stuff like on my balcony. And I, when I wake up this morning, I'm just like, is that storming? Is it storming? And so I had to run out into my balcony and get these towels and like drag them into my apartment, dude. It was a whole mess. <laughs> Why don't you just wash them? Because you're going to wear them again? Why don't you yeah, just wash them? Eh. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna use them again. I mean, I I don't have that many pairs of swim trunks, DJ. I'm not Mister Moneybags over here. Like, yeah, one pair. Like, I'm out. But anyways, anyways, uh, Izzy's gonna be doing a bunch of shows, uh, podcasts tomorrow, uh, breaking down MLB trade deadline along with some of the fight stuff going on. Uh, Sunday we'll we'll be back here with uh, our 8th episode special. We got a bunch of trivia, a bunch of fun. Um, have you ever done the cross grid yet, TJ? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we've done that. No, the NBA cross grid. It's something new. We're going to be doing that uh, on Sunday. It's going to be fun. Uh, we'll be back here. Though. You all have a good weekend. Stay safe out there. And uh, hopefully you guys can stay cool. And the storms, my internet connection is having them right now. So I'll see you later, TJ. See you. <laughs>